Welcome to the Every Day is a New Day podcast and live show. The inspirational show about moving forward and choosing to be more of you. Transmuting the self-doubt and stepping into courageously aligned confidence in who you uniquely are. My name is Kim O'Neill. I'm a twice certified transformational confidence coach, Reiki master, best-selling author, and former crime analyst who now helps empathic heart-centered individuals shatter the noise of self-doubt, find clarity on what self-love really looks like, and the courage to be peacefully grounded in who you've always known you are from the inside out. Join me for the live shows on Facebook and YouTube and visit KimO'NeillCoaching.com for more info. Let's get to it. All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Every Day is a New Day show. Oh, like always, I'm really excited for today's conversation. But before we get into today's guest and the conversation, let's take a moment to remember that every day is a new day. And right now in this moment, you have an opportunity to choose what you choose to focus on, where you place your energy, and we can release yesterday. So let's just take a moment to shake off yesterday, which can literally mean the moment before you tuned into this conversation, or maybe it's something that's been lingering in your your mind, your energy field for the last decade. Let's shake it off. Let's shake it off because you deserve to be present and receive this moment fully. With that said, I want to first share an inspirational quote that I love, and that is, let me bring it up on the screen here so you can also see it. Today's quote is from Michelle Obama. Don't ever underestimate the importance you can have because history has shown us that courage can be contagious and hope can take on a life of its own. And I am a big believer in hope. There is no end to hope. So let that be a reminder to you. If if in any way you might be thinking that hope is lost, hope is never, ever lost. With that said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring up today's guest, and then I'm going to read her bio to you. So I'm going to bring her up on screen first. Say a quick hello. Welcome, Teresa de Grosbois. Hi, Kim. I love the shake it out. I was doing it with you. <laughs> oh, good. I love it. Awesome. Well, Teresa, I want to share with everyone a little bit more about who you are. So I'm just going to read your bio first, and then we'll get into our conversation. So, so for everyone just getting to meet Teresa DeGroba for the first time, and I know there are many that are not, Teresa DeGroba is the number one international best-selling author of Mass Influence, The Habits of the Highly Influential, which has now been a bestseller in seven countries for several years. As the founder and chair of the Evolutionary Business Council, Teresa works with people around the world wanting to create grassroots change in communities and businesses. As a four-time best-selling author, Teresa believes that we can shift the thinking of society just by understanding how to balance the forces of money and influence to create more impact in the world. And with that, we are going to be talking today about the three pillars of creating change. So, Teresa, it's an honor to have you here. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Kim. Absolutely. Before we get into talking about the the three pillars of change, I just I want to invite you to just say a few more words about about how you're feeling about all that you've been creating and the influence that you've been generating in the world and helping others create that that influence and being that force for change. Uh, what comes to mind for you as I just open that up? 
You know, I loved um, I loved listening to your intro. It's such a good reminder, right? Because self-doubt is such a big part of the human condition. And, um, and I think when we feel the self-doubt and do it anyway, you know, when we give ourselves permission to be outrageous in spite of whatever inner dialogue might be coming up for us, you know, um, it's amazing what can get created in the world. I, I don't think I could have dreamed as big as what my life has become 20 years ago. Like it just, it wasn't even the, in the scope of, wow, I, I might be able to create this huge international organization and lead a conscious community in Costa Rica. And, um, you know, but I, I think some of my mentors, some of the people that first had really big impact on me, you know, gave me permission to just lean in and lean toward what I wanted to create in the world. And I think that's the most beautiful gift you can give anyone is just permission to pursue your dreams of making a difference in the world. I love that you said that word permission, because I, I agree. I think that is so key. And I love your story. And and I'm going to actually just ask you, would, would you share the story about how you um, came to developing the EBC and and creating this this global movement that's helping others? Yeah, well, I'd love to tell you I had, you know, a grand plan and strategic plan in mind. Okay. Um, she was actually born out of intervention, you know, and, um, and by that, I mean, I had done a big event in Calgary, I'd invited a lot of the, the you know, international speakers that I mastermind with, we, we had a lot of fun, teaching all about um, business mastery and, you know, word of mouth marketing. And um, as a Treat. I took all the speakers up to the mountains for the weekend, rented a few condos in Canmore, just because I thought, oh, it'd just be so fun to hang out with these people and, you know, be able to just really connect with them on a deeper level. And so the night after the events ended, we're all sitting around with a glass of wine, cup of tea, whatever. And um, out of my mouth pops, someday when I'm influential enough, I'd love to create a big organization of influencers that really help each other. That, that really are a force for creating change in the world. And to a person, everyone in the room started laughing, like really laughing. And I'm like, what's going on? I, I just articulated my dream and you're all laughing at me? Like, what? Like, what's happening here? And, and Daniel Gutierrez looks at me. And of course, you know, he's one of the top Latino speakers in the world, but he turns to me with a big grin on his face. And he says, Teresa, you were just on stage five hours ago telling people to notice when you say someday I will and giving them permission to take action today on their dreams. And then Jennifer Huff turns to me and she says, so when are you going to do that, Teresa? And it was just like, there was so much love surrounding me in that room that it became the moment the EBC was born. And those six people that were in that room with me actually became the first board of directors um, for the EBC. And we spent the rest of that weekend just dreaming and visioning what the EBC could become. It was really quite magical. And, um, it, you know, since then, the EBC has taken on a life of its own. It's just become an amazing community of thought leaders and emerging thought leaders and people that are just really committed to creating change in the world that um, believe that a small group of dedicated individuals can really create change in the world. Because as the Margaret Mead quote, indeed, that's the only thing that ever has. I I love that story. I've 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 heard that story before and I it has literally stuck with me because I feel like I'm a little more conscientious too of what I'm when I'm saying the word someday or sometimes, you know, or 
those kinds of things. It's like, wait a second, Kim, you're a person too. You can do that. And did you, after they called you out on that and you know, you all had a good laugh, was there any, any part of you that said, well, wait, am I really sure? Or do I really want to do this? Did, did you have any moment like that? Constantly, you know, and um, like, I love the research around inner dialogue that's coming out right now, right? Because a lot of research is now showing that we invent our biggest self-limiting beliefs, usually around the age of two, when we're first learning language. So in those very first failures in life, we'll tell ourselves things to make the failures make sense. And then that inner dialogue sticks, right? So when you think about the things we tell ourselves when we're up against big stuff, right? that those things we tell ourselves was invented by a very young version of us, you know, a, a two-year-old version. So it's really easy to end up with the two-year-old driving the bus if you're not present to what your inner child is saying to you in those moments, you know. But I really do believe that the bigger we play, the more it challenges our inner dialogue, right? Because there's nothing that's scarier to us than stepping into our own dreams, especially our dreams of really making a difference in the world, right? And I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing dreams of I want a nicer house or a bigger car. Those are appropriate dreams to have too. But most of us harbor some kind of dream that we could really leave a legacy or do something that's of significance to future generations. And those dreams challenge our inner dialogue like nothing else will because they're your dreams. That's freaking huge, right? And yet yeah. nobody's better hardwired to step into your dreams than you are because they're your dreams. You're going to be more passionate. You're going to be more committed. You're going to be more engaged, right? So the great irony is our dreams are scarier to us than they are to anybody else. And yet we tend to feel you know, inadequate to our own dreams. They're huge. And yet there's nobody else out there more capable of doing them than you. The, the holder of the dream. I love that. Well, it, we could certainly have a whole conversation just on that right there. But um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. So so we're here to talk about the three pillars of creating change. And I want to just show everyone a, a picture of your book first. So uh, just to remind them that Teresa wrote the book on influence, Mass Influence, The Habits of the Highly Influential. And I would love for you to share a little bit more about that with us. Uh, you are often described as someone, who, of course, who teaches thought leaders and emerging thought leaders, just as we've talked about with the EBC, to have greater impact in the world. And this concept of thought leadership can sound like such a big and grandiose concept, but will you share with everyone what does it really mean at the grassroots level? Yeah, you know, anytime you're pushing out new ideas or new ways of thinking or new ways of living, then you're you're merging into the realm of thought leadership, right? And a lot of us don't think about that, what thought leadership means. But anytime you're standing for creating a different way of being, you are in the realm of thought leadership. And so that's scary, right? And so we need to have those pillars around us to support us when we move into the realm of thought leadership. And I'll, let me give them to you really quick. We talk about this in the ABC a lot, the Evolutionary Business Council, influence, profit, there's one you wouldn't think about, but money and impact. And a lot of people kind of go when they hear the money one, because they're like, what? Like, you know, I'm an altruistic person. I just want to create change. But the reality is money is a major force on this planet. Money without influence is not super powerful, but influence without money is not super powerful. And when you get the two playing together powerfully, impact happens from the actions that result. 
So it's really powerful to look at those three in tandem. I, I love that you have infused money into it because I have a friend who talks about, um, oh goodness, what is the phrase she's using? My point is, I feel like we're in this time of money, something I've had to work on too, and feel like we're in this time of flipping that switch on how everyone perceives money. And um, what I was trying to get at, I, again, I don't remember my friend's phrase, but she says something about clean money or whatever. And I feel like having an organization such as the Evolutionary Business Council bring money into the conversation and emphasize it and pair it up with altruism and being a force, good force for change in the world and bringing money alongside that's helping to like have that flow of like we're clearing out the all the you know the two-year-old beliefs that told us anything different and uh so i and i love that personally yeah yeah and i say that humbly right because i you know i've struggled with my own money beliefs like not that i have, have poverty consciousness but you know i was financially free at a fairly young age so i stepped into i just want to make my life all about impact right and excuse me, in, in my earlier iteration of my business, you know, I was just all about teaching influence. I, I was teaching courses like how to become a best-selling author. And, and then the EBC came along and it was kind of like this grand experiment. I, I started, right? Like, let me create this evolutionary business council and it will be all about generating influence, influence for the sake of change. Right. And it, in essence, I took what most people would consider like a marketing funnel, right? Like normally you have low cost or free stuff and it moves into higher impact, higher cost stuff. And then your really advanced stuff's at the bottom. But instead of doing it based on a profitability model, I did it based on an influence model. Like I wanted the most influential people to come to the center, but I didn't really worry about the profit side of it. Right. And it worked so well. I got so influential so quickly that the Evolutionary Business Council became like a steamroller and it steamrollered over my whole business to the point we almost went bankrupt because our profitability went out the window. And I was just oh, like, wow. whoa, what did I do? You know, and um, fortunately, I had an advisory board around me, uh, amongst whom was Susie Carter, who's one of the biggest profit geniuses on the planet. And she's like, I know what you did, Teresa. She says, your thinking was genius on the influence side, but you forgot to marry it with the profit side. And, um, and now you're role modeling for all these evolutionary business council members that it's okay to just worry about influencing change and not worry about the profit. And they're going to run into the very same problems you're running into because you didn't marry the two. And I was just like, oh my God. Like it was one of those moments of not only do I have to look at my own behavior for my own behavior's sake, I have to look at who I am as a leader in the industry. Because when you're leading an organization with the collective reach of half a billion people, people wow. watch what you're doing, right? And yeah. and it was just such a moment of humbling. Like, I literally felt shame in that moment because I thought, oh, my God, oh. I'm role modeling for this huge sector of the industry that it's okay to not think about the profit as long as you're out to change the world. And I realized what I was doing to so many businesses was so unfair. And um, so... The good news is we actually convinced Susie Carter to come on as a partner in the Evolutionary Business Council. She's been she's actually been correcting the course corrections. So now there's wow. three of us, Sam Bain, myself and Susie Carter. And um, and we realized we can't have an organization about creating change founded on a single pillar influence because influence alone cannot create impact. There needs to be something we refer to in the Evolutionary Business Council as mobilization. This is the distinction we've created in our own organization. Okay. It's the point at which people take action. 
right? Because you can influence people to different insights, to different ways of thinking, but if they don't take action on it, then there will be no impact in their lives, right? And we all know this, right? Like, you know, there'd be no problem with smoking or things like that, or obesity in the world if in insight was enough to create change until people take action on what they know, um, change just doesn't happen, right? And what we realized is that point of mobilization where people take action is actually the point where people pull out their credit card and make a purchase, ah, there's something to think about, right? And yeah. if it's the point at which they make a purchase, then you have to think about, until you're thinking about the business model that you operate under and how it plays with your influence, the impact actually isn't happening on people's lives, right? So we, we shifted yeah. our whole model and our whole way of thinking in the Evolutionary Business Council. And as a result, the results people in the organization are way more powerful and it's really phenomenal watching what's happening now. That's awesome. Well, I've, I've, I've been able to, I've been fortunate enough to be on many of the EBC's calls in the past. And um, I just want to say, I, I never had any thoughts that things weren't amazing as they are, but that is really, and so I just want you to know that because um, you mentioned some shame there, um, but that's awesome to hear how you guys have elevated things even more to the next level for everyone. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about um, that profit piece and spiritual principles. Um, what are your thoughts about how those go together? A lot of people have, you know, don't think that they come together. Um, and I, I totally see how they can, but will you just kind of talk about those pieces? Yeah. Cause I am a deeply spiritual person. You know, I really do believe that there is a higher consciousness in the world and we really step into not only our purpose in life, but we step into our joy when we get into alignment with our higher purpose. And a lot of us have just got a lot of weird beliefs mixed up in money. You know, like I love Doria Cordova's programs, Money and You, around this, because she really helps you like just tear down all those beliefs, you know. And it, it's because we've grown up with so much dialogue around, you know, money is the root of all evil, which in fact, you know, the Bible never said that. The love of money is the root of all evil, right? And when we start to realize money is just a tool, just like influence is a tool, right? The pursuit of influence for egoic reasons is no better or worse than the pursuit of money for egoic reasons. Oh. You pursue influence to create change in the world. And when you pursue money to create change in the world, then you're actually role modeling a better way of living for people. And it's with those two tools at your disposal that impact can actually happen. Right. And, and, not that there, not that it isn't possible to have impact with money without influence or impact with influence without money, but it's okay. sort of like um, only ever exhaling and not inhaling, right? Like you're far oh. more powerful when the two are actually working in tandem, right? And I often the use giving the and receiving. Yeah, it's the giving and receiving, right? I often use the analogy of breathing, right? When I talk about influence or money and, and how we have to get into this beautiful cycle with them in business, right? And because a lot of people are like, oh, she's going to tell me I have to shift all these things. Where am I going to have fun time, right? Like yeah. influence, one more thing I got to do on my do list, right? But when you actually look at the way highly influential people operate, it is a lot like breathing, right? Like there is, a, there was a time in your life that you had to learn how to breathe. You came out of that beautiful warm environment. Somebody whacked you on the back. You cried for a moment and you mastered the skill of breathing. And then by and large, you didn't go through your day thinking, 
oh, I got to breathe 24 seven a day. Where am I going to find the time? It just became how you interacted in through your day, right? And then as you grow up, you may maybe learn that there is actually an advanced conversation around breathing, right? Like you might've learned yoga or Qigong or a martial art and you realized, ooh, breathing is something that's super powerful in life and we can use it to support us in, in our goals. And influence and money are both very similar to that. Like when you develop a healthy relationship with them as tools that support your powerful self in support of your mission in the world, then your ability to attract influence and your ability to attract money become as simple as breathing and everything just starts to work for you and influence and impact from that influence and profit follows. I love that. I, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again myself because that I totally relate to that. There was a time um, maybe five years ago now or so, but where breathing, my, my focus on breathing really... Um, I really started having a greater focus on breathing and recognizing how much more ease um, I bring into my life, how much more a presence I can bring into my life just by taking time to slow down and breathe. So I totally relate to that, that metaphor you just shared with us. That's fantastic. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about that pillar impact that you mentioned. When does a person know that they've really had an impact on other people's lives? Well, when people have actually taken action to okay. change the way they live, change the way they think, but not only just change the way they think, but change the way they live, right? Because change the way you think is more insight. But when you translate how you think into living differently, choosing different products, choosing different lifestyle, choosing a different path in life, um, then impact has happened, right? So you, you could as easily have a teaching that causes impact as you can have a product that causes impact, right? When you invent a better light bulb that is more sustainable on the planet and you slowly influence the world to move from incandescent bulbs to LED bulbs, you've had an impact, right? But there was an action that had to change in between that. We had to not only have the insight that LED bulbs in the long run, they might cost 10 times more than an incandescent bulb, but in the long run, A, they're way more cost effective in the long run. So there's a profit payoff, but B, they're better for our environment, you know, and, and this is the world I want to leave to my grandkids, right? Yeah. So whether or not you're teaching transformational principles and you're a coach or a health expert or whatever, or whether or not you're just developing better products that shift the way people live, you know, you've had impact when the behavior actually changes and people actually start living and making different decisions, especially their buying decisions, because people vote at the cash register. You know, people have changed their lives when they actually put money toward making a difference in something new. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's revisit your book. So your, your book, Mass Influence, The Habits of the Highly Influential, has dominated the bestseller lists in small business marketing for several for two years in several countries now. Will you tell people a little bit more about what the book is about and how that resonates with people? Yeah, you know, the, one of the reasons I wrote Mass Influence was I saw so many good people, like everyday heroes that really just wanted to create change in the world and they just didn't understand how. They, they couldn't see the mistakes they were making that are so evident once you have a different paradigm for how you think about influence, right? So influence is simply or mass influence is simply a set of habits that you can build up 
that are a lot like breathing. When you start living under a different paradigm, then um, you know your influence will just suddenly shift, right? And it's actually the sixth anniversary of the book being on the bestseller list now. Sorry, I think we sent you an old bio. Oh and, my goodness, uh, I'm glad you shared that. Yeah. <laughs> so actually in honor of the sixth anniversary, we're now giving the digital version of the book out for free. So if you go to massinfluencethebook.com, We've got a 30-day influence challenge to support you. It's just a complimentary program that we offer. And it's just 30 days of quick little one, two-minute exercises you do for that day. And it shifts your paradigm around how you're thinking about influence. That's all it is. And then we send you to all the links where, you know, Kindle, Kobo, iBooks, um, where you can actually get the digital version of the book for free. You can, if you prefer a hardcover or um, um uh, audible book or whatever, those links are also there. Um, but the digital one we're giving away for free. So if you come to massinfluencethebook.com, um, I'd love to support you in shifting how you view, how you're creating change in the world. That's awesome. I did not know that. I'll have to definitely grab my free copy there. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, so I know we, we've talked, of course, today about impact, profit, I'm sorry, influence, profit and impact. And of course, the Evolutionary Business Council, this phenomenal group that is creating global impact in the world. And I know there's going to be other listeners who are going to want more support in that area. How can people find out about the EBC? EBC, for anybody who hasn't picked up yet, EBC is short for Evolutionary Business Council. How can they find out more about it and get more support in, in their global impactful changes that they're making? Yeah, if you th think the EBC might be a fit for you, we do calls once a month that you can find out more information. Um, if you come to ebcouncil.com under the apply tab, there is uh, a schedule for upcoming calls where you can get your questions answered about the EBC. And um, it, so it's just ebcouncil.com and then just follow the links. And it, it's just, um, it's a really fascinating community. It's all about supporting you in creating the balance between those three pillars. Cause a lot of people are awesome at profit, but not so much an influence or awesome at influence and not so much a profit or they don't know how to get those things playing together to create the impact. Right? So if you think it might be a fit for you, we are an invitation only council. And we do that strictly for the reason that um, we exclude people that just want to come in and sell to our members. Like, so if, if you run a multi-level marketing company and you're looking for a downline of highly influential people, this is not the place for you. Okay. But if you are out to create change in the world, then please come and join us. Just tell them Kim O'Neill sent you <laughs> and um, come and find out if it is a fit for you um, because we will find you a sponsor. We will find you someone to bring you in. And um, it, you know, we'd, we'd love to support you in creating more impact in the world. It's really amazing what's possible when you understand how to have the tools play powerfully together. I'm going to pop a, a quick uh, banner on the screen here. It's going to be kind of big, so it might cover us, but to give people a visual of the information you just shared for oh, listeners beautiful. who want to find out more. Yeah, absolutely. So check that link out on the screen if you'd like to join an upcoming enrollment call to learn more and get your questions answered, ebcouncil.com forward slash enrollment forward slash join hyphen us hyphen live. Check the link out on the screen. So yeah, and I'm willing to bet if you're attracted to Kim O'Neill's podcast, you are very, very likely a fit for the EBC. So just come check it out and, um, and see what we're all about because it is an amazing community to have at your back when you're up to something in the world. 
I completely agree. The EBC is phenomenal. Teresa, well, I, you know, I also just love to dive into uh, just getting to know my guests and a little bit more about them. And so as we you know, near the end of our conversation today, I do just want to ask you, you know, will you tell everyone a little bit more about some of your creative endeavors or what comes up for you when I, when I ask you about creativity and how you express yourself in the world? What shows up for you? Um, you know, I have two things that I do that are passion projects for me. One is I paint. You can actually see, whoops, I have to go this way. You can see one of my paintings on the wall back there. That's a work in progress. I'm, I, I was at the sloth sanctuary a couple weeks ago, and there was this really fun sloth just hanging in a tree sleeping. So I'm, that's just a rough in of the painting. Okay. <laughs> I hung it on the wall anyway, because I thought it's a better place to store it. Um, but I also am helping to create a conscious community here in Costa Rica. I'm actually living in the retreat center that we built here right now. And we're going to be building houses very shortly for those of us who are helping to create this community. But we decided that if the Evolutionary Business Council stands for creating a better world and teaching people a better way to live, then maybe we should look to our own lives and role model how living consciously in a community really looks. And, you know, what, what might that look like if we were to create heaven on earth and be part of, as Jennifer Huff says, the heaven on earth construction crew, right? And so we're actually, um, we're building a conscious community here. It's, it's not a one person owns everything and is selling it all. It's, it's more of a collaboration effort and we're building a food forest in and around all our buildings. So far, we're only harvesting bananas and um, a, a few things like that, but we've got quite a few species of food planted and, um, uh, you know, we're just having fun. It's just, it's just fun to see what can be created when you dream your life differently, you know? So um, if you want to come play with us in Costa Rica, come check out vistamundo.info. If you're, if you're in for a conscious holiday or just come and see what we're up to. Vistamundo.info. Yeah. I remember when I first heard that you guys were in Costa Rica, I was like, Oh, okay. They're, they're visiting. They're just traveling, you know? And then it was like, what? They're actually creating a conscious community. They're growing this 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 thing that sounds really huge and big. And um, I think that's a fantastic way to model exactly what you just described and what the EBC does. So um, that's hugely inspirational. Um, I had another question. What was I going to ask you? I what what kind of people attend the retreat that you guys are the retreat space that you've created at Vista Mundo? Um, we actually have all kinds of different kinds of retreat hosts um, talking to us about coming down. We just opened our retreat center. So we're just in the process of setting up retreats, but we're doing yoga retreats, business retreats, holistic health retreats, plant medicine. So we've got the whole gamut, actually. We just, at the moment, we just have a small retreat center. So we can do about 15 person retreats, just small little micro retreats. In, um, in three to four years, we're planning to build a much bigger retreat center across the road, but we're letting the community kind of grow up a little bit organically before we build the bigger retreat centers. So we're just starting small and have, having fun together. So yeah, if you're, if you're interested in checking it out, come on down. I think that's awesome. I think, yeah, I think that helps people get some ideas in mind of what they could do and um, how they could definitely, of course, take advantage and benefit from that space. So Wonderful. Teresa, it has been wonderful having you here today. Are there any final thoughts you have before uh, we begin to close out today's conversation? I would just say, if you're listening, give yourself permission to take action on your dreams. 
because until you actually take action on your dreams, especially those big dreams to really make a difference in the world, until you actually take action on them, you are just dreaming. And, um, and there's something so wonderful and juicy on the other side when you actually start to lean into your dreams. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being here today. I, um, Teresa, if you don't mind, I'm actually just going to pop you down into the waiting area for a moment while I close out the show. And then I'll come see you again in a moment. Thank you so much. Kay. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. So this is your moment. I just love conversations like that. Conversations that you definitely want to revisit, right? And so this is a moment now for you to check in with yourself and self-reflect and ask yourself, Ooh, what am I really taking away from this conversation? How does this conversation speak to what, what you've been creating, what you've been moving towards in your life today? Ask yourself those questions. And you know what? If a lot comes up for you and, and you're like, oh, there's too much right now, perfect opportunity to journal. Journal that out. Maybe you come up with a new affirmation for yourself, something that you're like, you know what? Yeah, Teresa's right. I've got some two-year-old beliefs or maybe it's 10-year-old beliefs, whatever it may be, that don't serve you anymore. And maybe you're ready to pivot and shift out of those, shift into a belief that that contributes to you thinking about things that maybe you would have never considered, right? Maybe you one day want to create a retreat center of your own in another country or whatever it may be. Have you considered the possibility of you creating global change, right? Going beyond your community. I think, I think contributing to, to change in the world on any scale is outstanding. And you may find yourself wanting to up-level that and take it to the next level, reach more people, new people, whatever it may be. So take a moment to check in with yourself and get clear on what you're taking away from today's conversation. And I'd love to know whatever you'd like to share. Let us know in the comments down wherever you view today's conversation, whether it be Facebook, YouTube, or any of the podcast platforms where this conversation was heard today. Remember to subscribe and like the show. So grateful to have you here. And if you'd like to find out more about how you can work with me and learn more about the Everyday is a New Day show or my coaching or meditation services, you certainly can go to kimoneilcoaching.com. And for all our audio listeners, O'Neill is O-N-E-I-L-L, kimoneilcoaching.com. And I just thank you again for being here today. Remember that every day is always a new day. Wherever you are today does not have to be where you are tomorrow. And take time to recognize and celebrate every single shift, success, every win you have on every level. We're not only looking for the big, massive shifts. Everything starts at that, that minute level, right? And then you take a next step and another step and another step. Before you know it, it's become a big shift. So celebrate yourself. Have an amazing day. And I'll see you all again soon. Bye for now.